You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn, joined today by the Jenny Potter. So we're out at yet another big retail event, out talking to some of the people that are reinventing the future of this industry. And I'm glad to have Jordan Roper on the show today. Jordan's the VP of Marketing at Toolkite. Hi, Jordan. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. It's great to have you here. I'm glad we were able to connect. And tell us a little bit about Toolkite, your history, and maybe just a little bit about yourself as well. Sure. Yeah, Toolkite, we're out to solve the most complex e-commerce data problems. Now, sometimes that puts people to sleep, but we're actually really excited about what we're building. <laughs> Not our listeners. <laughs> oh, they're no. like, they love they're like this is our thing. bread and butter. This yeah. is what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. So really, the big problems that we're going after is that you know, for every e-commerce company, it's very, very difficult to understand and wrap your arms around and make the best use of all of the data that you have inside your e-commerce store. And that kind of comes on two fronts. You know, first from an analytical front, you know, gathering and assembling and knowing what sales took place where and what customer likes to shop where and how do you combine all of that data, clean it and make it useful and, and be able to use that for your analytics. And then also on an operational front too of, you know, how do you keep all of your inventory in sync across all of your multiple sales channels? Or how do you make sure that orders get piped through to the correct fulfillment partner to get that shipped out? And, you know, how do you make sure that orders automatically get recorded in your QuickBooks or whatever? Every retailer has different needs in that area. A lot of people are doing manual little workarounds or Excel-based hacks. And our platform is like a hub that sits in the middle of all the apps that you use, plugs everything together, keeps everything in sync and gives you visibility and power over the e-commerce data. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's 2018, and we're still using Excel. Like, it's kind of amazing, it's right? This is incredible. where that sound effect would come in. Yeah, this is why we need that <laughs> sound effect. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh. Why do we even need a sound effect? We've got, oh, we yeah. got it right there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, well, oh. don't quit your day job. <laughs> this is it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, right? It doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> But that, you know, there's so many manual processes in it and these retailers and these supply chain people in the operations side are doing the best that they can with the tools that they know best. Is there a big barrier to entry or something to bringing on a more modern type of software to help them with this problem? Or is it just that you don't know what you don't know? I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, the past few years, we've seen a huge increase of really awesome cloud software for e-commerce. All these great little tools that can solve your really complex inventory challenge or your really complex marketing need. And the, you know, the ability to keep the old legacy systems working with these new ones, it's just a constant challenge. And I think people are used to operating how they um, have worked in the past. I've talked to a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, no, we don't need to get you know, our data connected. We have this guy who just takes care of all of that. And I'm like, Man, if you could only catch the vision and see. Yeah, yeah. It's all, I mean, patches is what people know. Oh, yeah. It's like either patching software or like point-to-point nonsense. Just Exactly. Like, and maybe they, I mean, I think it's true. A lot of it is they don't know what they don't know. And yep. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it is, a, it's pretty broke, but they just don't know it. <laughs> and, and they, they don't, don't know, know exactly it, how easy it would be to fix it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Or how powerful it would be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that calls it. Attention to a couple of problems, like what happens if Joe, the guy that pulls all that batch data once a week, leaves? Oh, Joe. Oh, right? totally. And the things he never wrote down anywhere, you know, right. like customer data would slip through the cracks, orders would get lost. I mean. Right. Or some macro that he wrote stops working totally. in the spreadsheet and all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, or some API like, gets upgraded and all of a sudden, like, 
can't get that data anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's this constant cycle of Band-Aids and Band-Aids and Band-Aids when there's a cure out there, mm -hmm. but how do you get past that, that way of thinking? Like, I mean, I hate to say old-fashioned, but I, I guess that it is now antiquated. Yeah, we see that all the time with retailers. And if they can catch the vision, you know, we try to tell the story through easy metaphors where people can understand it. You know, a lot of our customers are excited about having a data hub where everything lives all in one place. And that talks to all the apps that you need to use and keeps everything in sync. And, you know, once they can kind of understand the, you know, the value that that can bring, it, it's a pretty easy transition. And, and it's pretty easy to make the, you know, the ROI case for that as well. So as soon as they see it, they're all in. You know, a lot of times, but you're right. I mean, it, there is some, there's some education there. There's some, you know, relearning. There's obviously catching things up to the 21st century and yeah, sure, yeah, all that. Uh, at a show like this, you certainly see like two different types of retailers, and they will describe themselves as the digital native, vertically integrated brands <laughs> that started up yeah, in the thanks, world of e-commerce, right? Yeah. Right? You know, so and much then, punctuation in that description. Too. Oh, it's a lot it's of hyphens. Right, yeah. And then you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the traditional retailers, like the large ones, those kind of mid-sized businesses, the ones that started in stores and have been doing that, you know, because it. It's how you did retail for so long. Mm -hmm. And they have e-commerce kind of off to the side, maybe separate sometimes, not always connecting to the store itself yeah. and still treating e-commerce like it's a store, like not that, you know, commerce on the internet doesn't really sleep. Describe like working with those two different mindsets in your world. Is it easier to talk to someone that comes from the digital space first? Or are the retailers, the traditional guys, starting to pick up on that aspect of the story, that data is a big driver and of do success? They, and do they trust you? Right. That's an interesting question. You know, I really see two things about that. The direct-to-consumer brands are very savvy with their customers. And usually they've grown up in like a cloud-based world using tools that are cloud-based and their sales channels are you know, usually fewer in number and it's just not as complex of an operation and they're more brand centric and customer centric. And so it's easier for them to get behind a tool like ours and really use it to the full potential, which would be helping provide a better customer experience, making it consistent across all of their channels and marketing and all of that. It's pretty powerful for them when they can skyrocket their growth by using a tool like ours. But, you know, with the retailers, it's I think they, they see a different side of it. It's also very important for them because they're just swimming in pools of data and have been for years. I mean, they have their entire product catalog. It exists in their systems. It, you know, they've got the whole brick and mortar network. They know they're getting killed by these like direct to consumer guys and they're like, oh shoot, we need to catch up. And, and for them, like, there's a lot more complexity in that process, but the ones who get it right and the ones who really you know, double down and, and commit to it can see huge gains because they have all these efficiencies of, they already have the supply networks. They already have, you know, a lot of brand loyalty and huge customer bases. and Scale. Totally. Exactly. And so, you know, I think there's a lot to be gained for companies like that to use a tool like ours and get their customer data unified across their whole business. And it helps them to be prepared for scale as they move forward and continue to grow their biz. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a tough job to be a retailer. But when you think about it, they have to be swimming on mountains of data. They've been using loyalty programs for a long time. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Catalogs and customer programs like a credit card. I mean, there's so many different forms there's of There's a lot of layers. That, right? Yeah. And a lot of it is about them just taking a risk. I mean, and I, I do, I, I empathize with the retail, especially the legacy retailers now because it's like, We've been doing this this way for so long. Exactly. And now all these whippersnappers are out here telling us, <laughs> like, 
this is what you have to do now if you want to make it. I know. And they're probably looking at, at you saying, like, who the hell are you, you know? And for them to, like, take that leap and jump off the cliff is, like, you know, it's risky. And I'm sure it's difficult. And I'm sure there's emotional ties as well that they, you know, they don't want to let go of some of those old ways and processes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's adjusting to the 21st century, I guess, and trying to deliver the better customer experience. And ultimately, if they can't catch up, and customers actually like purchasing from these direct-to-consumer brands, like, you know, they're going to be left high and dry. So I think finding a balance there is really important to take advantage of all the things that they've built up over years and and modernize the, the way that they approach and give a better experience to the customer. Yeah, it's not about throwing out everything. It's For just sure. changing the way you you work and think about work. Yeah, just finding new best practices, getting up to date, and, you know, beating them at their own game. I mean, we're a show about supply chain, so ultimately we're probably a little bit biased. But certainly when it comes to delivering great customer experiences, and this ties to the inventory part of the story, it's setting good expectations for when a product will be delivered, how it will be delivered, keeping the cost low, things like that. You have to understand what's going on in the background, I would imagine, to be able to do that. Just simply align expectations and experiences is how it would seem to me. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, if you don't understand what's taking place at what point in your supply chain and, and where the real cost drivers are and, you know, all of the moving pieces is a part of that, it's difficult for you to come good on your promise to your customer. So I think streamlining that can not only be super efficient for these companies, a cost saver advantage, but it, you know, it's, it's what consumers expect. You know, we're in the age of Amazon Prime and everybody's used to getting things fulfilled in a certain way. And if you don't want to have things slip through the cracks or drop any balls, you need to make sure you know what's going on with your data at every point from sourcing to order to keeping it in a warehouse and sending that out and et cetera. Great, great. What excites you about being in something like this, about sort of where we are in retail right now? Like, we've gotten over that whole retail apocalypse thing a little bit. At least when you come here, everyone's kind of like, no, it's not, it's not the end. It's just a, a reinvention of everything. And in a way, retailers are becoming technology companies at a very fast rate. For your business, I would imagine this makes it a great time, yeah? Well, to be honest, I mean, I love e-commerce in general because I love seeing great new ideas come up and turn into brands and turn into products that make people's lives better. And I think it's a great move for e-commerce companies to be more tech-centric because ultimately it's better for the consumer. And I think that's the way we all want to purchase and we all want to buy better things. We want to have better experiences. And, uh, you know, our business is really just a way to facilitate that and help people, you know, understand their customers through data, understand their supply chain and, you know, through that data as well. But it's really just giving these people some great brand experiences. And I think that real spark of innovation and true human creativity is the coolest part about it and what I love in working with all of our customers. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's everybody's mission. Everyone here has the same mission, which is make a customer happy. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we're all consumers, too. Like Some more than others. Yeah, yeah, some more <laughs> than others. <laughs> all right, where can we find out more info on you guys? You can find us at our website, toolkite.com, T-O-O-L-K-I-T-E.com. Anybody would like, they can send me an email, jroper, R-O-P-E-R, at toolkite.com. And... Uh, Check us out there and on Twitter and Facebook as well. Awesome. Well, Jordan, yeah, thanks for joining us here, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. For Jenny Reese, this is Matt Gunn. This has been another episode of Supply Chain Radio. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 